Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello, Mary. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited to talk to you guys and a little terrified because uh, this could be a lot of talking and a lot of tangents, but very excited. Um, oh, yeah. And we were just talking uh, about how we're all very sweaty. And um, I didn't mention, though, that this was the second time that I've been sweaty with you guys today because I did one of your classes this morning online. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm all, I was like already go, God, these guys just make me sweat. Yeah. Did you do a Pilates or yoga or fusion? I did a fusion. Ooh, yeah, they always get you hot and sweaty. Totally. Somebody is going to be listening going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> anyway, I, uh, let's move on from that. I am very excited about getting into this conversation with you because I love the little bits of your story that I think I know and I'm sure that there is so much more that um, you will be able to share that I don't know yet that is going to be really valuable for uh, someone who's listening and really thinking about making their own career change into doing their own thing and mm-hmm. all of the stuff that goes on in your head when you start to think about that. So really oh excited God. for you guys to share your perspective, mm-hmm. your process, um, so that people can get some insights and inspiration maybe out of your journey. So what about, can you tell me what it is that you guys do now so that for people mm-hmm. that don't know you yet, um, that just gives them a bit of a, a context mm-hmm. of what you guys do now. Yeah, so now we are the founders of Mary Body Online Studio, which is an online yoga, Pilates and meditation studio. Oh, we just absolutely love creating this, everything about Mary Body, the classes and the community. And I guess the intention behind it all, which mm-hmm. is all about creating a practice that is driven by joy and self-acceptance and self-respect. And the reason why we created this was because in the past, our relationship to movement and health and diet was extremely toxic. Mm -hmm. And we used to move as a form of punishment and we would dread exercise and we would, we would have a, the reason why we would exercise would be because we ate X, Y, Z, or we were going to eat this, or we felt guilty about that. So it was never fueled by, we can't wait to do this. And so when we found yoga and Pilates, we knew that we had found something we loved and we knew that we had to share it. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we did our teacher trainings. And then we, we realized though, that although we felt this with the practice, when we were going to other studios, we didn't experience that. Mm. We were still going to classes and hearing people talk about calories and, and getting rid of your muffin Mm. top. And every time they said that, you know, it would be this little like trigger in me. And I just would want to yell at them and be like, Oh my God. Like if I, like I didn't, I don't care about the freaking muffin top. Like, let me just do my yoga class. Like it would like cause anger inside (laughs) me. And I was like, wow, like I'm not meant to be getting angry in yoga, (laughs) but you know, 
it was a force though. And I think that's where a lot of, uh, I guess, action comes from this passion, this, some, this dislike of what is common. I don't think it's normal, but it is very common. Mm, yeah. And that's what drove us to create Marybody. Mm. And that's what makes us so obsessed, healthy obsession with <laughs> this message of acceptance and self-respect. And to me, like talking about our hips as muffin tops isn't a sign of respect. Mm. Mm, nice. I just freaking love you guys in terms of your energy, your commitment, your passion. It just like literally oozes out of every cell in your body. And I definitely want to dive in more and share more with, with people listening about Mary Body. Also to share my perspective as a, a, a relatively new member. Um, because oh God, I would love to hear Yeah, <laughs> and, and I have been really curious and um, surprised about some of the responses that I've noticed just in the last month, really, since I've been a member. So we'll talk, we'll dive into that for sure, just to keep you paying attention. You've hooked me in. Um, so that's awesome that you guys have essentially, you're living in my mind and probably in many, many mind, people's minds, you're living the dream. You have created a business that is authentic to you. It is a channel for your passion for a sense of integrity, all of the things that everybody, or I believe almost everybody aspires to have one day or dreams about. And so that's great. However, you're on the other side of the brochure from where a lot of people are. So where did you come from? What did you do before Merry Body incarnated itself? Yes. Hmm. Well, I mean, let's take you back. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go back to 2012, <laughs> and this was when it all began. Merrymakers began, and at the time, we were both working in government, the same government department, in the same like office, pretty much. They had like flexible seating, so like we sat next to each other. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> people thought we were so weird in Canberra in the government. Uh, but we hated our jobs. Oh my gosh! I mean, on paper, they were great jobs. They were very, very, very well paid for twenty. Very, like, how old were you? 21, 22? and I was twenty three, twenty four. And, you know, mum and dad, yeah, they were secure jobs. They were very proud of us. Yes. But it literally felt like the moment we walked through those doors, my soul disappeared. Oh. And we were both pretty mm. unhappy there. We didn't and even know about souls back then. Yeah, you know, no. We always described <laughs> yeah. it like that. We're like, our soul's gone. I was like, this is a, <laughs> it's like it's sucked out of me. And, I mean, we just looked at each other one day because we drove to work together and we just had this moment where it was like, surely there's more like surely there's more to life I had this vision of my life when I was young and it didn't look like this I don't know exactly what it looked like but I knew it wasn't this yeah and sometimes that's the most important thing right like what you don't want you yes. might not know what you want but what you know what you don't want that's pretty clear mm. and at this same time I discovered I was gluten intolerant and then discovered paleo Carla started sharing recipes on her Instagram all of a sudden there's a thousand followers we look at each other and we go aha <laughs> this is something to do <laughs> and then all of these comments were coming in on my posts of like paleo pancakes and paleo cake and paleo pizza and everyone was like how did you make that and why are you doing this and you guys look so happy and what does Mary make a mean and so we were like well surely we could put this somewhere instead of me typing back to everyone again and again and again we could 
put it in a place where it lived. And at this stage, we thought the internet was for checking the weather and checking the movie times. <laughs> but Emma Googled what is a blog followed by how to start a oh blog. Oh, my God, Emma. I so love that. When you don't know, Google. Google. What is a blah, blah, blah? I'm queen of Google. Queen of Google. <laughs> Carla will ask me a question. I'll be like, Carla, like, did you Google it? Why are you asking me? <laughs> like, no, I just need you to Google it for me. Yeah. Thank you. She's delegated. <laughs> Exactly. So we Googled that and then we found the whole world of blogging and delved deep into that, learning all that we could about blogging. And we couldn't believe that people were blogging as their full-time jobs. Yeah. So can I just check? Yeah. At this point, so this is like, you know, a bit of the the door opening, but you're both still working in your soul-sucking government job? Okay, cool. And I should also mention we were in the communications department. So this is why, like, you know, reading about blogging and writing and how, like, that is a thing that you can do for yourself. We're like, oh, this is cool. This is like our two worlds are colliding in Mm. the most magical way. And, I mean, we didn't look back. We would get home from work and we would hop on the computer at home and just, like, work till midnight at night. So we'd work during the day, we'd chat during the day. I've got this idea because you know how you have Messenger? (laughs) Don't tell anyone. They can't fire you now, it's okay. I know. (laughs) It was great. Uh, But, yeah, and then it just grew and grew and grew and then we realised, oh, we we discovered this uh, Joseph Campbell and the follow your bliss term Mm -hmm. and we were like, oh, Merrymakers, like what we do, blogging, this is our bliss. We need to follow it. And we started sharing that message more and more and more. And then one day we realized we're sharing this message, but we're not honest, we're not authentically living it. Uh So we need to quit our jobs for the people, not for us, but for the people. (laughs) Yes, of course. It's for the people. And we we just knew we had to leave. So we were going to take the safe option, take a leave without pay, and they give that to everyone. So, of course, we were going to get it. And we both asked and our managers took us into a meeting and we were like, here it is. They're going to give it to us. And they said, no, you're not. You're not getting your year of year of our pay. We left. We were pretty disheartened. We looked at each other and we just said, "We need to quit. Like, let's leave." So, do you know we why this... they denied it? I think they didn't like us. I think, I think <laughs> that it like it is very bizarre because there was no reasoning behind they gave it. it to everyone they did. Else. They gave it to everyone else, but it could have been that there was two of us asking like for the same amount of time. And yeah, I'm not completely sure. We never got an answer, but then they didn't really have a chance to give us that because five minutes later we wrote the exact same resignation email and said three, two, one, send, and we skipped out and had lunch. We walked back in, and the managers like their draw- their jaws are like, oh, we didn't know it was gonna go to like go this far, and we're like, well, what did you? Think? think (laughs) it was weird I mean to be honest I think it was um we got like a pretty big following early on like because it was that time where Instagram was really fresh and we were getting lots of publicity we were in a big department in comms so I don't know if anyone if you know what a comms department can be like uh, I don't know I don't want to say anything yeah but you know and we're getting in magazines and papers and da 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 yeah and everyone noticed but a lot of people didn't really talk to us about it and right. the it was just a bit yeah. of a weird vibe there yeah. let's just leave it at that yeah yeah so we quit our jobs and we skipped out had lunch made a smoothie at home because we lived so close to the, the office building and 
I mean, since then, we've never looked back. But at that stage, when we quit our jobs, we didn't have a plan. We had just published one ebook, and we were starting to, I guess, partner with brands at that stage because my background's PR. So, like, I was like, this makes so much sense. Like, we can do it, like, brand partnerships. And it just came really naturally to me. And Emma did this little uh, sum of if we do X, Y, Z every month, then we'll be able to pay our bills. And Great. thumbs okay. up if we do that. And I, I thought this is a great plan on paper. We could do this for sure. That was your business plan. That was our business plan. (laughs) And we were just like, you know what? Jumping two feet in, like we single, we swim and we're going to make this happen. And that was the mentality. And we had this unwavering faith from the very beginning that we were going to make it work. Yeah. That was just what we thought. We, was so connected to this message of bringing joy because merrymaker means to bring joy to. And it's by a fluke that we called a food blog that like, why on earth did we do that? But now looking back, all the dots connect that it's Mm. been that core value that stuck with us throughout our entire journey. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. There is so much I would love to just dive into on that. One of the things was you mentioned that you decided that you were going to take the safe option, which was Mm. the leave without pay. Yeah. What was it that made you think, okay, that's our our first choice? Yeah, to keep dad happy. Yeah, dad was like, if you're going to do this, you need to do this so there's a safety net, there's a plan B. We Mm -hmm. were never going to go back. Like there was no intention to go back. It was literally just to keep dad happy. And I mean, it's even Joseph Campbell. There's a quote of Joseph Campbell's and it says, if you're doing what daddy says, you're doing the wrong thing. Like in your in your kind of in your career, yeah. like there's probably other things that Dad says that yeah you should do, but like <laughs> if it's like to do with what you make money and make a living doing, like mm. why like why do we why do we make that so important? Yeah. But it was really important. Yeah, we wanted to keep our parents happy. Yeah, yeah. But, and look, but we just didn't tell them. <laughs> oh my god, I'm trying to imagine being your parents. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people that I talk to clients, women in that sort of situation, there is definitely a lot of influence about what other people will think of making that sort of decision. And particularly if you're in, like it sounds like you guys were in, even though you were really pretty desperately unhappy, that you were, a lot of things were ticking the boxes, earning good money, secure job, all that. It's like, why the hell? Some people would really think you're mental. Like, why would you even consider leaving this? Most people did. Yeah. Yeah. So, So plan A didn't quite go to plan. So plan B rapidly was implemented. Good on you for action yeah. taking. Um, <laughs> but then then what was the, the reaction of your dad and I guess anyone else mm. in your circle? Mm. How did they respond when they go, you did what before lunch? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when mum and dad did find out, at first they were a little bit shocked and a bit worried like we could tell Mm -hmm. they were worried and scared for us but then when we got to the point where we finally left like were able to leave the jobs because obviously we had to give a certain amount of time there was about I think four weeks and so when they saw us merrymaking full time and they would see us come home or like come over for dinner and we were different people we were so happy we were lighter we were we just I think they just saw such a huge change in us that they would just like go do the thing that keep you're doing. doing whatever this is, keep yeah, doing it. Yeah, keep doing it. And also we because we had so much time to dedicate 
on the business, it was growing Mm. and we were telling them about it and like telling them all these new opportunities Mm. because now we had more space to think because I think that's half the problem. When you have so much stuff going on in your brain, you simply don't have time to be Mm. creative or innovative. And that's what we need to do as business owners or side hustlers, Mm. like whatever you call it. Uh, And it was just like this, I guess, there was a, a little boom, like it was like going up. A little trajectory. Yeah, yeah, because we had so much more time. Yeah, yeah. and I guess everyone else, like our friends, we had a few mm. friends that were pretty supportive mm-hmm. and they've been supportive like since the beginning, but then other people just kind of didn't really understand it and were confused by the decision and especially other colleagues. They were just like, you're crazy. And I, I think a lot of them actually thought we were going to be back in a year. Yeah. Like I, I I think a lot of them were like, we'll see you soon. And I think another weird thing is when no one talks about it too. Yeah. Like a lot of friends just like they just ignore the situation that you've just quit your job and you're doing something new. And like you might bring it up and then they just like don't keep the conversation going. And I don't know why that is. I guess because it's a little bit out of the box and some people are a mm. bit like, oh, you're doing something weird. I don't know how I feel about that. So yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. Or it could also be a jealousy thing as well. I yeah. mean, these a lot of weird things happen when you quit your job mm. and a lot of the times your friendship group changes. Yeah. It's so interesting that you bring that up because there's a, a client that I'm working with at the moment and one of the things that she mentioned early on uh, was that she really was struggling with her friend group. She yeah. still really loved them and loved catching up, but all they wanted to talk about was their work stuff and things that they were doing and whenever she tried to sort of bring up or share anything about what was going on with her it either got shut down or kind of ignored or uh, whatever and it was just kind of a weird thing and I, I think you're right that there's a combination of things that is it that people are just like I don't understand this world so I've got nothing, mm. nothing to add to this conversation mm-hmm. or are they confronted by the fact that someone's actually made the step that they might have thought about doing for themselves but shut that off really quickly because it didn't make sense it wasn't a smart Mm -hmm. move so I think you can inadvertently trigger people by stepping into your own direction oh my gosh yes that's exactly what it is and you just need to kind of source out the new people the new friendship group and that's what we did and I mean we've made some of the most amazing friends in And they might only be Facebook friends, but you chat to them for that level of support and Mm. understanding of like just talking about whether it's a a marketing funnel or just the constant emotions with having your own business. Like that is so powerful. Yeah, it is awesome. And so um, you got through the reaction zone, but then in terms of the the business and and the business model, uh, how did that, did that pan out exactly as you first thought or what what did you think it was going to be and how did that play out yeah so this was so July 2014 was when we quit our jobs and from July 2014 to about what was January 2018 we were doing everything to do with food and it was oh yeah 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 (laughs) 
Sorry. She was just checking the filing cabinet in her brain. Look at the timeline. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bless you. <laughs> continue, continue, continue. Okay, thank you for your permission. So it was all to do with like food and recipes and creating, I guess, um, less stress around the food that we were eating. And we did that through ebooks, so creating products. And we also did hard copy books. We self-published two hard copy books, which was really fun. We made an app as well, which was a recipe app. And so, and also challenges and, and programs. Mm. So that was like very much our our business model was creating new things and selling them and then creating a new thing and then selling it and then creating a new thing and then selling it. It was very unstable. It was very ebbs, flows, lows, highs. Um, it was very stressful as yeah. well. Like it was very, it just like the, all of the emotions it that was came like, into play. It was like, oh no, we've run out of money. We better make something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then also within that um, partnerships were, I guess, big a big part at the beginning and then kind of it slowly just dwindled as the influencer marketing got bigger and bigger we realized this is not for us right and we don't really fit in with that we don't want to either like it's just what didn't feel aligned to our hearts anymore so that was until July uh, January 2018 and so before that we had done our yoga teacher training Mm. Pilates teacher training without the intention to create any product. It was simply for self-development. I wanted to, I've always wanted to learn about yoga philosophy. And Emma had actually just had a massive breakup, had seen like my transformation in my training Mm. and was like, wow, like I need something like that. And funnily enough, a Pilates teacher training Mm. came up. So she enrolled and then you jumped straight into that. Yeah. And I mean, it just had a profound impact on me it got me through that breakup because I had something to focus on. And then after we did these trainings, we just kind of lost the magic for the food stuff. And we also realized what we're doing is just, it just didn't feel right. It wasn't aligned anymore. We hated talking about it. We, so we couldn't sell it. Like if we Mm -hmm. don't like doing it, we can't sell it. Mm. And we knew we had to make a change. So we had like a big cry to one of our other online business friends. Like Carla had a big breakdown, boom. And I was like, whoa, like Carla doesn't cry very often. This is bad. (laughs) I cry all the time. It's not a big deal when I cry. (laughs) It's like, oh, she's crying again. Um, So then we got the advice to take some space. Mm -hmm. And this was really, really frightening to us because as you can hear from Carla's description of we did this and then did that you know we were trying everything and we never ever stopped and I mean yes that is great like it worked it was like the constant action is awesome but when you don't really like what you're doing it doesn't help Mm. so she gave us the advice stop go in nature meditate do nothing and we were like what like that I know that was like (laughs) confronting we were like how do you do nothing and we realized our biggest fear at that time was fear of inaction yeah so fear like the fear of stillness and space because then what like what if it doesn't work and what if we don't come up with a new idea we're so we're we're afraid of that but we trusted and you know we'd done we were just beginning our I guess uh entry into all of the yoga philosophy of surrender and trust and all of this. I'm like, well, this is a great little practice for us. Like, let's just jump right in. So we took the space and gosh, we it became was, beach bums. It was lots of <laughs> beach time. And I think one day I was just said to Emmy, like, what do we talk about? What do we do all the time? We're always talking about yoga and Pilates. We're always doing it. We always want to be doing it. And we always want to keep learning. Like we just keep learning and reading books about it. And so I thought, well, we need to do something. Mm. And at this stage, 
acceptance was so big a part of our own personal journeys that we wanted it to help people accept themselves exactly as they are because mm-hmm. that is what yoga did for for me especially it kind of I mean you had gone before the like acceptance yeah. journey but then when yoga came in it like kind of just tipped us over the edge of like oh here I am and I am enough as I am and that is what mm. we wanted to create mm. and Carla just was like let's do this online let's film ourselves teaching and create programs and I mean I had just started teaching like once a week in real life I was pretty nervous and like still a little bit rough around the edges after a breakup and I was like what you're gonna make me get filmed online and I I mean even like I didn't do that like I didn't do stuff like that Carla did have like this uh she was on stage as a kid like she was drama kid singing dancing like the what do you call that the main role yeah like the starring role and I was like behind the curtains like that was what I did so you're gonna make me go on camera okay so it was pretty traumatic actually but then now like fast forward it's amazing yeah well the start was programs and then I'll quickly fast forward because I know we have so much to go through (laughs) like four-week programs but then again came the Mm. launch model of the create this and launch and then uh, and create this and launch then uh, and we realized the biggest part about yoga pilates and meditation is creating a consistent practice it's Mm -hmm. not about four weeks and then Mm. over and then another four weeks then over it's about making it a part of your life and that's what we wanted to then create create with Mary Bonnie Online Studio. So what started as programs then morphed into the membership, which has been the most amazing thing we've ever created. Finally, we've created a stable business model, which I can't even tell you the difference in the feelings. And I guess also the ability to allow yourself all of this focus on one area of your business instead of like all of these. And I know there's always advice of like, don't put all your eggs in a basket. But for us, this is working like perfectly. What we are focusing on is growing and we absolutely love it. Mm. Every every bit of it. Yeah. Mm. And, and look, what I actually really like about what you shared there is that I think it's actually very common in terms of that journey of transitioning into what your business is going to be because it's not always exactly what you first think it's going to be. You have to show up. People say, as I'm sure you would have heard, that um, running your own business is like the biggest personal development experience you will ever have because there's just so much you have to confront, whether it's about how you feel about being on camera, whether it's about really looking about from an authenticity point of view, am I walking the talk and how do I feel yeah. about that discount, all of that. It's just you're just in the deep end of the pool, man. So it's not for the faint-hearted, but it also there's a level of experimentation I think too that, that yeah. you have to go through. I, I guess some people maybe might jag it on the first go, but yeah. I think in um, most instances there is a level of experimenting to see what works and even thinking about the different business models that appeal to you that link back mm. to, well, what do I want work to mean in my life? What yeah. part of my life do I want it to be and uh, how do I want to show up? How do I want to connect? And that's going to be a quite an individual um, journey, I think, for people to yeah. figure out. 
I totally. love that so yeah, much. Me too. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like a, when you run a business that like kind of like strips you bare, like, yeah. like, like tears you apart, but then you're like, Oh, like here I am. Like the real me. I just didn't know me. Like yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. It really is an amazing journey. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is totally. So what about if we now look back and go, okay, if you are looking back at mm-hmm. where you were before you requested your year off and then ended up uh, quitting. Uh, How long before then do you feel like you knew that you were unhappy before you made the decision of like, okay, we're going to do something? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I've actually never thought about it. I think, so what really made us realize we were unhappy was the beginning of Mary Maker Sisters, I think. Yeah. Because, so it started in like properly February, 2013, but before that we had like a little blog spot, like it was like that. And that was like the end of 2012. And so I think just before that, we were beginning to feel these like extreme unhappiness. And I'm actually going to pinpoint it to the the 12 week ridiculous diet that we both went on that which actually caused us I guess that was the trigger for Emma discovering that we had you had a gluten intolerance because we had gone on this 12 that was before Mary Makers yeah before Mary Makers so we'd gone on this 12 week it was a shredding diet and basically what happened was we were it was calorie restriction it was double workouts every day and we literally lost so much weight that our bodies begun to shut down so we had zero energy we both lost our periods we were extremely unwell and that was a, a really low moment for both of us we we're just like man all we do is like work and go to the gym and think about eating it sounds hideous was- yeah, it was, it was awful. It was awful. And it was at that point where I was like, this is my life. Like, mm. I hate this. And and then yeah. that was when you then discovered yeah. the gluten And then we were like, this diet was so much – the paleo diet was a lot better <laughs> than this bloody diet. Not that we eat paleo now, but, uh, but yeah, wow. That was really what it was. Yeah, and, so- I mean, I think I was probably a little bit more unhappy than you, Coles. Mm. I think I was – because you kind of had a better job. You were mm. like in social media and I was in this weird job that wasn't really a job. I feel like I just got like thrown around. Mm. Oh, you, you can go here, here, work mm-hmm. on this. And then it didn't go ahead. Mm. It was just like really unsettling. And I mean, prior to that, I was working in a convention center in the events team. So that was a really exciting job. And I reckon if I had stayed there, we might not have ever done what we do. It was mm-hmm. like, a, it's like, I'm so grateful for that dislike, discontent. I'm grateful for that hate of that job because mm-hmm. that's what got me out. That's what gave me the guts. Cause if I liked mm-hmm. my job, I probably would have stayed. And what happened when Emma came to the same government department as me, she began to oh, yeah. explain her hate of the job, which then made me think twice about my job. And I was like, maybe... she didn't have a comparison I didn't have to a, a good job. <laughs> it was like my first job. Yeah. My, like my first... Oh, well, like proper. My first full-time job out of uni. So I think hearing Emma say like how bad it was I was like oh I just didn't know it was bad yeah and then when we started the blog we were like well this is so much more fun we get to write about things we actually like instead of like I was writing about policies yeah and I think that there's a lot in that because sometimes we need that catalyst of discomfort to get to a point where it's enough and what I do see is that a lot of people 
and myself included, get to a point where they're really unhappy, unfulfilled in a job, but it's really good pay or whatever else is going on. And so you kind of squash down any of those thoughts because it's all too Mm -hmm. unknown and too scary. Uh, And I see a lot of people that tell themselves, it's like negotiating with yourself. And it sounds a little bit like your plan A, which is, you know what, I'm going to give myself 12 months and I'm going to figure out what I want to do next. Yeah. And uh, in fact, for me, that's what I told myself when I was in radio and I was coming up to contract renegotiation and I was like, oh, do I really want to resign? How long do I want to resign for? And I said to myself, all right, sign for 12 months and if they'll let you and then use that 12 months to figure out what you want to do. But fortunately, there was some little voice in my head that said, "Eh -eh, that's just a cop out. You'll spend the next 12 months as busy as you've been for the last 10 years. You won't actually give it any time and you get to another 12 months down the track, still feeling unhappy, nowhere nearer. So I just decided not to renew my contract. Yeah, Um, Yeah. But with hindsight, I would not recommend that to many people. (laughs) uh, Like just do it. (laughs) For some people, the rip it off like a Band-Aid method (laughs) does work. But I, I really do kind of advocate for having a, a bit of a plan to yeah. uh, to help with that. Good idea. Yeah, we definitely. Looking back, we also we yeah. also always recommend that. But we wouldn't change anything. No, me and, neither. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think that definitely. I what really helped us with the mindset was thinking about us as like sixty year olds. Oh yeah, and we were in our early twenties. And we just imagined, okay, like if we stay in a job like this and we're like, we looked around, there were 60 year old women around. We're like, this is what our, this is our lives. That's our future. If we stay here, this is our future. Does that bring us happiness? And like, does that make us excited about our lives? And I was like, God, no, like I don't want this. And that was a bigger risk than quitting the jobs. It was so clear to me. And I was like, Carla, (laughs) this isn't a risk. Quitting is not a risk. Mm. If we don't quit, that is the biggest risk of our lives. That Oh, my God. Like I think it makes me anxious thinking about that because Mm. if you know what you want to do, if you have an inkling, if if there's a spark, if there's something that brings the joy, you've just got to follow it. Like you have to, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to the world. That idea needs more of your time. That project needs more of your time to grow, to cultivate, to to become whatever amazingness it's going to become. Yes, because these ideas can stay as ideas that don't get the energy and the time. Uh, And I think that's one of the things I'm really passionate about trying to help facilitate women, particularly giving the time and energy and space to to foster those little ideas to see where they might morph into. But one of the big things, and I don't know how you guys feel about talking about this because I know it's a very personal subject for people, the thing that I reckon handbrakes people from making any kind of significant change like this faster than anything else is money. Yeah, And the concern of, particularly if you've been earning a good salary, Mm. how do I leave this safe job, this good paying Mm -hmm. six-figure job or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. to go off and do my own thing that I've got Mm -hmm. no clue really about and how do I replace that income? And so they go, too hard, too scary, I'm just going to stay and become a grisly old 60-year-old woman. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what part did money and the consideration of money play for you? Mm -hmm. So separate to your dad's view of the world, but in your own mind, Mm. what what was the the impact of money around that for you? 
Yeah, I mean, we were both on really, like, for a 21-year-old, I was on, like, $82,000. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous for a 21-year-old. Like, I don't even know what I did with that money. I'm like, oh, you just God, spent I just had it. too much money as a 21-year-old. <laughs> so we were both on, like, this is same, same. We're both on similar. And, like, honestly, we kind of just looked at the bare minimum we would need. Okay. Like, we, and that's that was kind of the plan. Like, what are the bills? At this, we um, owned a house together as well, which we still own. So, like, there was, like, a mortgage. There was, like, phone bills. And there was food that we would need to eat. We were trying to, like, we just cut all of our expenses right back. What is necessary? What can we get rid of? How much do we need to make every month in order to just cover, like to not go into debt? And that was the plan. And we knew we were going to take a pay cut. Like we were like, we, of course, like there's no way that this business is going to make $200,000 a year in its first year. That's just not going to happen. But we honestly didn't care. We were like, you know, what is so much better waking up and wanting to get out of bed and do something because the alternative was alarm going off, throwing the cover back over my head and being like, I wish I wasn't here today. Yeah, And that's sad. That's literally Mm -hmm. me saying, I don't want to be alive. I don't want to spend my time living my life. And this one chance that we have on this planet in this time, it just seemed like there was no risk with the money. Um, What we had to do though throughout our entire journey was completely change our mindset around money. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we did a lot of work on our money mindset. And I think one of the big things we also looked at was we looked at our business as an investment. And it was like, you know, you're seeing other people your age maybe buying more properties or like maybe they're putting money in stocks or like they're thinking about that and you're meeting people and you're like, well, gosh, like I'm barely scraping by. There's no way I can think about my future. What future? Like I just got to focus on now. But we just had that mentality that this is going to grow. This is our investment. Mm, And I mean, the type of work we did on our mindset was just to get out of that lack mindset because Mm -hmm. we had grown up with that around us, you know, that constant talking about bills, constant talking about that lack of money, not being able to afford anything. And we just knew we had to make a change there. So I don't know what we actually did. We read books, we just, books. Oh my God. We just educated ourselves yeah. at the fact that this was our belief system. Yeah. And yeah. we weren't even aware that it was. Mm-hmm. And so then it was just like every time that thought would come back in, it would be a reminder that, no, we are abundant. We have everything we need right now. That was our affirmation for ages. We yeah. have everything we need right now. And then the other thing we had to change was, so when you have a salary, oh, how how wonderful, how great. We have all this money coming in every two weeks. This is beautiful. I'll just spend everything because I know that it's coming back in two weeks just to get refilled. God, that's a luxury. But um, so we had to also remind ourselves and teach ourselves that this isn't how our business is going to be at this time, when we, especially when we first again now we can forecast now it's a lot of we have a lot more knowledge on how we can do that but at the beginning it was just like this is going to be extremely ad hoc we're going to have big spurts we're going to have dry spells where there's nothing coming in maybe for a month um so we have to get better at budgeting we have to um have that money and look forward and not spend everything at once, which we did a few times. And there was a lot of like, what are we going to do now? And at one time there was this bill that we had to pay and we didn't have enough money. And so we said to each other, let's do a meditation. So we went out into our garden and we meditated. <laughs> and we're like, we are abundant. We are abundant. We weren't like, we weren't even into this back then that 
that much, but we just thought it must work. And then randomly this, this, this invoice that had been outstanding for six months, it, it came into our bank that day and we were blown away. And it's these little moments of magic and synchronicities that happen when you do follow your joy and your spark yeah. and your bliss. I tell you what, they happen. Yeah. They are real. And I think what it is, it's just that little sign of like, just, it's going to be all right. Like right now it's a bit sucky. Yeah. You probably need to get better at budgeting, (laughs) but you're okay. And um, there's been so many moments in different areas that have just been this little, like, keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the superpower, the unwavering faith and the, just like the persistence. It's like, just keep going. It's like that little social media thing that you've seen a million times of the miner. And there's like the 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 treasure and he's like this far away, like teeny far away. And he turns around and the other guy's going to get it or girl, let's change him to a girl. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think like that has been the magic superpower with everything, but also yeah, education. Yeah. Like Oh my god. Financial literacy. That has been our thing, like as at the moment, like and this past year, we've just been like learning so much about that because we realized that we were those people who just stuck their hands in the sand and yeah. we were like, not our problem. Too hard. <laughs> Too hard. Yeah, don't want to look. Well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, actually, we wouldn't look at our bank yeah. account. And actually, girls, it kinda is your problem. Like yeah. kinda you do need to look at it. So we again ripped off the bandit with that one. We delved really deep. We got help as well. We asked questions. We read books. And now I'm we're not the best at it, but we're much better at it. And we just keep on learning. And that knowledge and that education has also really helped with our stress levels yeah. when it comes to finances yeah. in the business as well. Yeah. And this is the thing, like, it's another thing that I'm very passionate about is working with women around their relationship and their results yes. with money because, and without going, this is probably a whole nother episode we could do, but, you know, we, we do, we all grow up at mm-hmm. collecting money stories and creating money yeah. beliefs that play out through our lives in lots of different ways. And we don't even realize it. And what can often happen is that there's negative associations that um, you, you, until you start to explore it, you don't know are there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I gave a talk about money at a, a, a business event uh, a year or so ago and I gave as an activity, I want you to complete this sentence. And one of them that I said was, a rich person is dot, dot, dot. And it was really interesting that one of the people there shared with me afterwards that they had a realization in that moment. They'd always, they'd earned good money, but they realized there was a ceiling that they never, no matter what they did, they never mm. seen if you had to earn more than that. And they remembered that although they didn't have a really religious upbringing, the phrase of, um, and I think it's from the Bible around um, that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich person to get into heaven. It's Ooh, something wow. like that. And in, yeah, that's the thing. And they went, I, they realized that there was some association that in some way being rich or wealthy was bad. And therefore, yeah. these unconscious blocks are there. Yeah. And so, partly, first step one is to realize you do have a relationship with money and you have a responsibility yeah. to get clear about what that is and what's working yeah. for you and what doesn't. And to then be able to upgrade your 
software oh and thinking gosh, around that. Seriously, it is I, so, so important. important and so much work to do. Like mm-hmm. really, because yeah. we we realized we had that mindset too that money is bad. Rich people are usually dodgy. That right. was our mentality. Yeah. Like okay. who knows where that came from? Yes. What the heck? And, this, and we had to undo all of that and. Yeah. And yeah, also like, men, yeah, mentality like, oh, we, we're not worthy of that. Like yeah. we don't deserve that, these yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. And that's just not it's us. Just, yeah, that's, not, oh, that's our, not our, like yeah. not our futures. Like no, yeah. because like look at our past, that's not that's not yeah. what will happen to yeah. us. So we had to undo heaps. And yet, as you said, most important is the awareness first. If yeah. we don't know it's there, we can't make a change. Yeah, and this is the thing, and I, uh, as I say, we could have a whole chat about this, um, yeah, but I think, I yeah, but I think that this is that a lot of women I see use that as an excuse of going, if I can't recreate mm-hmm. my great salary straight away, then it's not yeah. worth doing. But I think there's a whole piece around that, around uh, awareness and looking at your numbers and asking. I love the fact that, that your starting point of doing the whole little, what do we need? What's the bare minimum? Yeah. What can we get rid of? Because when you earn good money, what tends to happen is that you spend without much awareness it's not mindful spending whereas when you sort of go okay what am I actually getting and so one of the things that you can do is is look at money is an exchange of value and you receive it and you give it and when you pay a bill you want to be able to go yeah I feel like I got at least that amount or more value from that purchase if I don't think I'm getting at least that value then stop spending the freaking money on something yeah Oh so God, seriously. Yes, it's just the awareness piece of and knowing the numbers. When people accumulate debt, that's another thing of actually not looking yeah. at it. But actually, I think just going back and going, all right, let's make it okay for women to talk about money yes. and, and to create a bit of a plan about if I really want to explore this long-term career direction for me, then I'm going to have to get a bit savvy with my money. And it starts with looking at what's my current position and what's my strategy for making this 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 change. Um, so yeah. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing that because I think for a lot of people, you know, it will help them to hear a practical example of how you approach it and that it's yeah. doable, that it doesn't mean yeah. that yeah. you have to feel poor, but you're just no. reassessing what you're spending your money do you know, on. And do you know what? Yeah, we sometimes we were making not very much money, but we had such rich lives. Yeah. And I mean, we were so much happier and I I don't even mind. I didn't even mind not having very much money. I learned the value of money a lot more because I think I lost that sense when we did receive such high incomes. I was spending more on like we were shopaholics. Yeah. And it was a I don't like that. Yeah. The best thing is that the frugality has stayed with us. Like that the mindfulness has stayed with us yep. in that we question purchases. Yeah, we think about we it. We think about it. And everything is so much more valuable now. When we yes. do spend our money on ourselves, we're like oh, this is like the biggest treat and we really (laughs) spend our time and we love it so much. We think about it and it's such a more beautiful process. Another thing we do is we, we are so aware of who we're buying from. We want to buy from mostly business women. We're always looking for women who run businesses. How can we support them? And we want to buy from them now. And we don't, we don't care if it's more than when you would buy it at a normal shop. Like we would prefer to support someone else's business. And this is what having not as much money has taught us. There's so many lessons have come from actually the money going down. Yeah. And I think, 
think as well, we were lucky in that we have met many amazing people in the world of business since we started. And we met people who were making lots and lots of money Mm -hmm. and they were running businesses, but they were running businesses they didn't like and they weren't passionate about. So they were just following the money. Mm -hmm. And we noticed straight away, these people are not happy. Like they are making seven figures a year. Mm-hmm. Seven figures? Yeah. Mm. That's a million dollars. Well, one of them was Mil- making eight. Someone was making eight, like a 10 mil multi, like um, $10 million. What the hell? Yep. And he was really sad. Yep. And he told us. Yep. And this is what he said to us. He said, he said, you know, just be careful because, you know, you could grow your business really big, but do you even want to? Because looking back, I probably wouldn't have. And that was like a big lesson for us to be like, okay, so money isn't directly linked to happiness. Okay. There's mm. a level where it is, yeah. but then it, but it not stops. past that. Yeah. yeah. What an awesome $10 million lesson you got for free. Oh, so yeah. good. We left that lunch and we were like, oh my gosh. Such a good and it lesson. was at this stage in our business where we were like, grow, 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 bigger, bigger, better, that kind of thing. And then he told us that, and it was almost like the universe was just like, have this little snippet, have yeah. this little insight. Mm-hmm. Is Are you sure? It stopped us in our tracks and it made us reevaluate everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, we've gone from like, yeah, maybe we just want to keep it small and just like, like this. And then it's like, oh no, maybe we want it big. But then it's made us really think about it instead of just going on this path because yep. you think yep. it's That's the right you one. Be you should be doing, but it should be come back. It's like we give space again. We mm-hmm. welcome back the space, to let it sink into our hearts and then decide. And wow, it feels so much mm-hmm. better. And God, I'm just so grateful for that random lunch. It yeah. came out of nowhere. And awesome. this is what happened when you do follow the bliss and the joy and you meet these cool amazing people yeah that have these great lessons and I think that brings us like full circle back to the importance of when making any of these kinds of major transitions whether it's the first transition from being an employee into doing your own thing but then all the many transitions that come after you've started that journey but to make the decisions from a place of what really is actually meaningful to you Because if you've got that at the core, then you can be pivoting and redirecting as much as you want, but you Mm -hmm. can still come back and feel like, yeah, this is built on who I am and what I really want. If you want to create global domination, go for it. If all you want to do is to get to a point where you replace your salary, you've got lifestyle freedom and flexibility, you don't have any employees or you have a VA or whatever, Go mm-hmm. for it. Don't yes. make make choices about what you do for work based on what anybody else says you should do or you have to do or whatever. It's that I guess it's for me it's around self-leadership and being able yes. to step into that, explore your own level of self-awareness, what your values are, and to make decisions from that place and then see what comes. Oh, oh my gosh, it. I love this. I love, I love, this. I just, I love you. I was just like nodding. Like I'm pretty sure I nodded a million times. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All of it. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Good chat. Uh, But I want to know, is there anything that you wish that you knew or did sooner? Or one thing we always say that we wish we'd done sooner, and it's very like logistical. We wish we'd collected email addresses sooner. So we, yeah, we didn't do that at the beginning for about the first, I think even like almost a year. year, 
So, oh, definitely set that up as soon as you have a website. Like, just get the easiest yeah. one. I don't know, Mailchimp. It's super easy. And even like whether it's an online-based business or a physical business, you need those email yes. addresses. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, like, look after this conversation. I think learning a bit more about money and uh, like embracing that a bit sooner because I was very afraid of it. Mm. And we, yeah, as Carlos said, we stuck our heads in the sand for a bit too long. Yeah. Uh, Whereas now, like, we're really excited about learning about it and we love money and we love delving deeper into it and talking about it. So I think we were so scared, but we didn't realise if we just took that step, we would get really excited about it and empowered by it. And, I mean, that, again, like, the women thing, like, yes, I don't know, like, the community, like, connect with people in similar situations and support each other Mm. I think maybe I would look back and think we could do that more but I think we did that a lot yeah yeah Yeah. and what about what help did you get if any in especially in those early days that you think was Mm. you know really um valuable for you or that you'd recommend yeah well I think um we had this great piece of advice from again a random person (laughs) that we did we went to like the gym with we randomly met at a gym and then he came over for lunch and he said he's huge in business amazing guy and he said girls you need to tell stories Mm -hmm. and we're like oh and he's like what's your story and he like got us to tell our story then and then he's like you need to work on it Like how we told the story. Yeah. So it's like you like, you know, in two minutes, can you tell your story? And so we would practice that and we continue to bring that in with smaller stories. And and that's because people are intrigued by stories and we learn through stories. And I love I love stories. Yeah. I love it when someone tells me a story. So I get it. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's some help that yeah. we got. And another one was over dinner this time. Always over <laughs> in, New, in New York. And the founder of the health coaching school we did our certificates with, he randomly messaged us. I'm in New York. I see you're in New York. Let's. I want to take you for dinner. And we were like, this is weird. Okay. <laughs> and he gave us the advice after we were talking about Pete Evans and Sarah Wilson and how amazing they are, blah, 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 blah. Oh, like we just admired them so much. And he just stops us in our tracks and says, girls, look sideways. We're all the same. No one is above you. No one is below you. And like we literally looked at each other Mm. sideways and we're like, huh? (laughs) But then we got it. And that's really stuck with us because it helps you step out of your ego. It helps you not judge yourself negatively and it helps you stay grounded because, you know, when you are doing your own thing, yeah, there might be those trajectory up and you're like, whoo, look at me go. I'm amazing. (laughs) But it's like it's important to keep our feet on the ground too because Mm. all of it can just like come tumbling down anytime really. Like nothing is guaranteed just because we make a million dollars this year, maybe doesn't mean we're going to make it next year. And I think uh, it's like just keeping the feet on the ground, but also knowing that no one is above you. So like go up, talk to the people you're inspired by. Don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. I think that's great. And I guess help in other ways, like more technical, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we got our website designed. That's Mm -hmm. not our strongest point. Like Mm -hmm. we got help. We always had help with that and like uh, also making our app and things. So even when you want to make things and you know, you can't do it, Mm -hmm. know that someone else has done it and someone else is out there who wants to help you as Mm -hmm. well. And I think we, 
we quickly realized asking for help was really courageous and amazing, even if that ask is Google. Yeah, great. Yes, and it can be a challenge too, that especially when you're early in, in either a side gig that's working up to a transition or when you're fresh in the business of feeling like, well, cash flow is a bit tight and maybe I just yeah. have to do everything myself. But I think yeah. that's one of the big things as, as soon as you can realize actually, if this is not me playing to my highest value in the business, mm-hmm. then how yeah. can I outsource this and, and exactly. get my wriggle on to do yeah. something that's going to generate a new client or, or whatever it might be? And it's really scary that it is. That investment. When you're investing yeah. money and you're thinking, ah, like where am I going to get this money back though? Yeah. But it, like when I can look back on moments, it's like they are the best decisions that we've made. Yeah, and it's funny because there's so many of those moments where we're like, oh, we were just getting ahead, but now we need to spend a half of it. We're like, oh, we don't really want to, but we know we have to. We know, we know. Yes. But it was like we'd always be like, oh. So close. In, out. Money is like water. It is designed to yeah, flow. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we say know, now. We it say, comes, comes, it goes. It comes. Yeah, yeah, it's so oh. it's an energy in itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. Any final tips that you guys have got for for someone who's listening that perhaps is sitting in their sucky job? Maybe they have a germ of an idea of something that they might want to do. What would be a suggestion of something that they think that you think they could do to progress? Yeah, well, I mean, we have this thing that we've been saying lately is that the beginning is the most important part. You mm-hmm. just have to begin. Yeah. And that it's always the hardest part as well. It's always that first step. And the thing is, every step is going to feel like that first step. It's You're never going to feel ready. Mm. We have never felt ready doing anything that we have done. It's always been a little bit of fear and then overcoming the fear. And, I mean, we always say the hero and the coward, they feel the same thing. It just depends what you do with that fear. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what is the next step that you're going to take? Are you going to stay in the fear? Are you going to hold back? Are you going to hold yourself back? Or are you going to step forward and just take a tiny millimeter, even if it's like an email that you send to someone, like tell someone your idea. Yeah. That could be your first step yeah. and see what they say and don't care what they say, just see what they say. Yeah, yeah. and I mean – And that's what those little mindset shifts. I mean, like you probably read both of them on Instagram. I know they're quotes from two different people. Better like mention that. (laughs) Yeah. um, Quote by, I have no idea. I saw it on Instagram one time. And I mean, I don't know how, like how like non-important does that sound? But that has played an integral part of our persistence. Like reading these little things that are just like, oh yeah, like they make you get out of your mind and I think that is where the danger kind of lies when we're sitting down and we're just letting the thoughts spin and spin and spin talking ourselves out of something before we even give ourselves a chance yes and it's like we've got to control the mind a little bit and do that however you like to do that I mean right now we do it with yoga and pilates and and meditation that's how we calm our thoughts because the thoughts they come and the self-doubt comes the fear comes but it's like okay do I need to listen to my fears do I need to take action on my fears or can I take action on my what ifs like what is the best that could happen Mm. okay I'm gonna lean towards the best because why not I have this one chance of a life Thank you for this great 
opportunity <laughs> however I got here like I may as well do something awesome with it I just think like why the hell not yeah I don't, I don't know yeah so again it's that whole self-awareness piece of kind of starting to recognize those thoughts yeah. and to be willing and able to question and kind of notice go oh it's a thought but is it helpful is it unhelpful yeah, uh, it, what's another way I could look at this or is there a lesson here somehow uh, and I think also it comes back to who are you surrounding yourself with and even oh, yeah. things like like the Instagram quotes, if, if, if that's your thing to get some kind of positive inspiration, whether it is people that you can have that are kind of your cheerleaders, whether yeah. they're a friend or a, another person in business, someone you can talk to about your idea to give you a bit of a, a safe environment because it, it's increasingly obvious to me that the influence that people and things around you have on what you do do and what you don't do is just massive. So huge yeah. massive, absolutely massive. I mean that's we're so lucky that we have each other and we always say that you know nothing luck doesn't come into it except that we have each other mm. and that we work well together yeah I mean because there's been absolutely moments where I'm on the floor crying stressed in my eyeballs and Carla gets me back up yeah. and vice versa. Mm, yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be many people. No. It just could be one. And it doesn't even have to be in real life. It could be online. Yeah. So I think find that person. If you do not have a person yeah. or several, now <laughs> that is your job to find someone who you can chat to about your business and yeah. who's on board, who is like, hell yeah, you can do that. That That's really important to yeah. have not just yourself believing in you, but someone else. Yeah. Awesome. You guys are amazing and I love everything that you stand for. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I have only recently become a member of Mary Body. I've bought, I've got one of your um, recipe books. Uh, oh, yay. Yes, which I love. Uh, there's lots of things. I've got little sticket notes through all the ones that I want to make. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, but I recently joined uh, Mary Body and I was curious because for various health issues that I'm uh, still working through, high intensity exercise is, is not my friend. And I'd never really done an online membership before. So when I saw you guys, I knew enough about you guys to think, well, maybe I'll just I'll give it a go and see mm. how it goes. So I signed up and I have to tell you, I have been so surprised at my approach to doing the workouts because it literally has been a case where I sort of wake up and go, oh, I wonder what today's workout is. Or <laughs> oh. just like like I, that, the curiosity uh, and just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get on the mat and having something. And it feels so easy compared to having to go to the gym, even though my gym is actually not that far. It's that whole process yeah. of oh, I have to get properly dressed. Um, I have to uh, drive, I have to park. Any of those hurdles are enough to go, oh, I'll go later. Whereas it's sort of become a little bit of like a morning routine for me. So I feel like I hang out with you guys all the time. Because I love, I love it. it. And I, I do. I sit there and I laugh and uh, at you two, <laughs> gig, you know, talking about things. And just it's it's really uh, quite amazing the impact that it, it has had on me. And even though I'm in Perth now, so this morning in my pajamas, I, yeah. while mum and dad was still asleep, I'm, you know, doing the workout. And then my mum said to me, she's, when she got up, she said, were you counting? Because <laughs> she could just hit 10, 9, 8. <laughs> So uh, you're kind of like now part of the family. My husband has been kind of watching and laughing about, oh, there are those two girls again. Now my mum knows you're part of the family. I already have four sisters, but now I feel like I've got two more. 
Well, thank you so much for uh, introducing this as a new way for me to get my body moving and um, in, a, in a way that you do really walk your talk in terms of the enthusiasm that you bring, the joy that you guys obviously feel that just exudes out of you that is infectious. And so um, I just really want to acknowledge you for what you have achieved for yourselves in your lives, for the business that now impacts thousands of people's lives and their families who potentially know you too. And to just say thank you for backing yourselves and doing everything you've done and everything you'll continue to do because you literally will probably never know the true ripple effect that you guys have in the lives that you touch. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for those beautiful words, kind, kind, kind words. Like I don't have words, you actually. Yeah, but we are so grateful for you believing in Mary Body and taking that leap of trying it out Mm. because, I mean, that always, that just means the world to us. So thank you. And we love every single one of our members. Like it is a love, a true love relationship. Yeah, it really is. And thank you so much for having us as well. I know, this has been the fun. I've loved this chat so much and I've loved listening to everything you stand for as well yeah, I mean we're super aligned yeah awesome. I like it a lot and I really appreciate you making yourselves available at such a busy time of year too so thank you so oh, much it's our, absolutely our yeah. pleasure. awesome thank you thank you <laughs> can you believe it amongst all of that I completely forgot to ask them to share their details of how you can find out more about who they are and what they do. And so I'm going to do that little plug for them now. So if you want to find out more about the fabulous Merrymaker Sisters, you can go online to their website, which is themerrymakersisters.com. And on that website, they have got a stack of free resources, some great free recipes and some free online yoga and Pilates classes for you to just try in the comfort of your own home, which I highly recommend you give a go, give it a try. Uh, And also another option is you can find and follow them on Instagram and they are the Merrymaker Sisters on Instagram. Get some more merrymaking into your Insta feed. They are great, genuine chicks, so I highly recommend that you check them out. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.